Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of The Brain Factor. And today we're going to start to unpack a very small part of a big conversation, and that's to talk about communication and the way that we communicate specifically today with the people that we care about, right? Um, And I wanted to talk about that because it also, not only is it a big topic all on its own, but it supports several different protective factors, right? It supports our connection with other people. um, It supports uh, having healthy social relationships. Um, I mean, there's like three or four of them that communication really can fall under having good, solid communication skills can help several different protective factors. So, um, I I mean, and and when we talk about communication, we, a lot of times we hear a lot about listening, right? I don't know if you've had that experience, like active listening and like all of that we hear about. Um, But then I think that's where the conversation ends a lot. And then we don't like, then what? So I've listened. Now I need to respond. And I don't think we (laughs) have to say something. (laughs) Right. And, And we don't talk about any strategies about responding. Mm-hmm. to somebody because as, as much as we know we should be listening and nodding and you know not making it about us and all of those things then what do we just go like good talk yes, nice, and, and leave right so um I don't know do you do you have any specific like struggles with responding like do you are there any places where you're like you know when situations look like this I kind of am not sure where to go with it being productive. So in personal relationships. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. so really so, like yeah, about. All day long I could tell stories <laughs> about this because, you know. Because you're married. Because well, <laughs> I'm married. Um, and I think I've told you before just about the uh, difference that my husband and I have in communication. But or even the way you see the world. Yes, yes. Oh, can you tell the rug story? Yeah, I'm going to tell the rug, I love story. the rug story. Yeah, so we, um, when we were first together, we and I should say we've known each other since sixth grade okay a lot uh, of water under that bridge a lot yeah. of water under that bridge but we weren't together after high school for many many years and we reconnected and then we were together but when we first moved in together we picked out this rug that we both loved we're like oh my goodness this area rug we've got to have this so we looked at it and you know we both loved it and we're sitting there one day and I'm like I, I really love this rug he's like yeah, I do too. It's so whimsical. And I'm like, what are you talking about whimsical? This is geometric. He's like, no, it's bubbles and pyramids. I'm like, those are triangles and circles. This is geometric. And I think in that moment, we both looked at each other and went, oh, wow. Oh, we're going to have to work at this. We're going to really, really have to work at this. And every day it proves true that we can say the same exact things to each other. Sure. Mean totally different things. So that's my personal struggle. I love that. I, I love that story. You've told me that story before, and that, and I, I, I just think it's such a great snapshot yeah. of looking at the world. The same thing, totally, totally different it ways, was right? 
totally circles and, and <laughs> I'm and sure I, I believe you. I believe that that was circles and triangles, but, <laughs> but so, yeah, so we don't, I don't think we talk enough about the responding piece, yes. right? So if you're having a conversation with somebody and you're listening about, you know, how mystical the rug is, right? Like mm-hmm. ha- at what point do we respond with? No, that's triangles and circles. Right. Yeah. And, and, and without it being like, cause we've talked about this topic before. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the things we circle around is the difference between sort of managing people people, um, and being authentic, yes. right. In our, in our responses. Cause you're not going to sit there and go, yeah, I see that. That's great, honey. Like, no, no. You, it's not what you see. Right. So we have to be authentic with people <clears throat> that we care about, but also, uh, respond in ways that, that enhances the relationship and helps keep that relationship healthy. So one of the things that, um, that I did some work on and some research on uh, is the four different ways that we respond to people. And, and again, this is in our personal relationships. These are the relationships that we really care about preserving um, and that we want to make an effort and kind of go the extra mile to make sure these relationships in our life, these key relationships stay very healthy, right? So what you have is when you have two different people who see the world completely different, their likes and dislikes are going to be different. The things that bring them joy is going to be different. So when you have somebody, a key person in your life that is sharing their joy with you, um, you may not see it the same way. So how do we respond when people are sharing their life with us, right? And the fact of the matter is we respond in four different ways. Um, And the first is we, we respond in a way that's passively destructive, Mm. right? So there. You might live there, right? That's when we make it about us, yeah. right? When we go, oh, yeah, that's super awesome. Oh, that totally reminds me. I live there sometimes because I think in marriages we see this because we have so many things we're holding in our heads, right? So you're going to say something that's going to remind me of something I have to do yeah. or something we need to get done mm-hmm. or a decision we have to make or a question I forgot to ask you last week when we were ships passing in the night, right? So you're going to say like, oh, you know, I ran into so-and-so today and I want to tell you about that. Oh my gosh, how's he doing? That totally reminds me. I didn't call back this person and I meant to tell you. And so I have stolen, I've hijacked the conversation, Right. So that's passively destructive. Yes, because okay. it wasn't active. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't put an effort into that. You know, it wasn't intentional, but I just destroyed that moment, right? You're trying to tell me about, you know, you ran into somebody and you want to tell me that story from your day and I have hijacked it. I've taken it and now it's another story. It's yeah. my story, right? So I made it about me. Um, the other passive way that we respond to people is in a, in a passive, constructive way. So it's not bad, mm-hmm. right? But it's it just fizzles out the conversation. And that's when we just kind of go, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, great, oh, sweetie. That's super. wonderful. Gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, like, I mean, do you, do you see yourself there at all? Like, is there any relationships where you see that? I see that with my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Especially when they were younger. It's yeah. like, I'm just, keep it moving. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, that's really great, sweetie. Well, I'm doing 25,000 oh, other different And I things. hate that that's yeah. real, but for me, that's really real because we're doing other things and we're busy. And like, I know I am, I, my child's getting older now. And so I have this really growing kind of panic awareness that she's not going to talk to me the way she does now. But now it's like, all I have to say was, how was your day? And I could sit there for 35 minutes and listen to, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. So there comes a point where I check out of that conversation. I'm not proud of that, but I do because I'm planning dinner and the next 10 steps and all the things that I have to do. So my, my answers seem like 
Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Or like you were saying before the managing, like, well, tell me more about that. What was that right. like? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and then it's just doesn't feel authentic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the other way now, now there are active ways that we also okay. respond. And, and one of them is actively destructive. That was, <laughs> I just sound scary. I think I've been there a couple times a day (laughs) as well. Yes. And that's when it's not good news to us. Mm -hmm. So we respond a lot of times with either anger or concern or nagging or, you know, all of those things. The best example, and I told you about this one before, but I'm going to tell our viewers and listeners, uh, the best example I ever heard of this one was a woman whose sister, um, two adults, you know, adult sister, uh, had a, um, she was kind of having a hard time the sister getting her life together and the other sister felt very responsible. She had to kind of help her out all the time. And the other sister had some trouble, you know, being mature and being responsible. And so she called her sister one day, very excited. I got a puppy. And the sister lost her mind. What were you thinking? You can't even take care of yourself, you know, but like she wasn't wrong. No, you know, she wasn't. So that's the challenge, right? Like what that does is just squashes and sort of kills the person's joy. Yeah. For valid reasons, probably. She's thinking, oh no, now I'm going to have a puppy. Right. Right. So like, so what do you do when, when your fears or your concerns or your anger is real? Like, what do you do? Do you want an answer? Yeah, like, what do you think? Like, yeah, well, I, I think, I think, because I've heard this before from you, <laughs> I might just want to approach it and say, oh, wow, that's, that's, I don't remember. See, you it's cu- hard. <laughs> Are we going to edit that part you gotta out? you got to edit that part out because my mind just blanked out. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, so like, what do you, what do you do, right, if the, if your fears or your concerns or your, um, your anger is like, it's justified. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe you, um, say something that lets them experience their joy in that moment. Like, Oh, you're that, Oh, the puppies are so cute. Sure. And then, you know, have a little bit of a conversation, um, and then disengage from that and go away live your life and then call back later with the bad news. <laughs> be like, listen, about listen, this puppy. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I, have I, you thought about the vet bills and yeah. You know, yeah. And that's hard. It's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But, and again, just to, as a reminder, these are relationships we care yeah. about preserving. Right. So, so it's becomes more about how, how do I feed this relationship um, versus how do I set this person straight and how do I fix this problem? Right. We got to feed the relationship first. And, and what you were describing about, like, let me just share in some joy for a minute. That's that fourth final and kind of the one way we want to be with people, which is that actively constructive place. That would be authentic. Yes. And that's the, that's the tricky part though. Like, is it authentic? Mm -hmm. That's the million dollar question. Is it authentic to say, like, oh, I'm so happy about your puppy. No, you're not. That's a lie, right? Yeah. But, oh, puppies are so cute. It's That's not a neutral. lie. That's not a lie. Puppies are super cute. Puppies right. are adorable. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, and even to make a note about someone's joy level, yeah. like, oh, you are excited about this. 
that's neutral, you know, that's not making a, a, a judgment about the fact that she got the puppy um, because we know what that judgment we've made is and we know we're going to address that later, right? right. Um, so things like asking to see a picture, what kind, um, uh, if it came out of nowhere, like what made you get a puppy? Like what yeah. what brought this on? I didn't know you were thinking about getting a dog, right? Um, and then And then just sort of allowing the person to savor that happiness in that moment. Cause listen, she already got the dog. This has already happened. Right. So we got some time to address our concerns. Yeah, and it's that's, not like, Oh, I'm thinking about getting a puppy. Right. That's a different conversation. You can go into a different box on that <laughs> right, square. Right. We can still be like, well, what are your reasons? And have you thought of this? And have you thought of that? And we're still engaging in the conversation. That's a great example. Um, we're still engaging in the conversation, but at the point where it is just joyous news, I mean, we have to try our best to be authentic and help them savor that moment, right? Because that's when we're talking about relationships, that's really what it is. It's about sharing your life with another person, right? Yeah. So where I get tripped up and you know this, right? <laughs> so where I really struggle is my husband, who I love very much, who is uh, a football coach and is very into sports, and I know nothing about sports and have never attempted to learn. Um, and I, so I do my best, right, mm -hmm. to like the stuff he cares about and his, his, his work and all of that. But he got into fantasy sports. <laughs> now, if I didn't get the real sports, I sure I as heck don't want to talk about the fake ones. Care at all. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care at all about the fake ones, right? So like what, it, like, what if you don't care? Like somebody that you care about is sharing joy with you and you're like, I could not care less about this. That's where I struggle. Yeah. What do you do? I know. So, so how do you do that? What do you do with your poor husband? <laughs> I know he's probably listening to this right now, like for real. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I think, I think what, what is important to remember is going back to that word authentic, right? Mm. What do I care about? I care about him. Right. Yeah. So, um, he's not in this situation. It's not like the puppy. He's not doing anything that's going to negatively affect me in any way. Right. So care about him. Like I don't have to fake it. He know he knew when he walked in that, that door, door, you didn't want to hear about it. And he knew I didn't know what he was talking about. Right. <laughs> he just wants to talk about it. So I can be like, what's the DL list again? I know you told me 800 times, but I didn't retain it because I don't care. Right. But, but like I can ask authentic questions. I can comment on how happy he is. I can find a way to be happy that he's happy. Mm. Like, listen, like so much of what he does is revolved around his job and this is a hobby. So I can be like, oh, that's really neat. Like that you had fun today, you know, mm -hmm. that you're doing this thing with your friends and that that's, that's a, that's a, um, like a, like a release for you. You know, it's, it's something that you do for fun. And, and I can ask questions because I don't care about the answers to the questions either. No. So it doesn't matter, but you're just showing some interest. And I guess you could be authentically happy. Like you were saying, you know, all of his, most of his life revolves around his work. Right. So you could be authentically happy that he has found something that's a hobby that makes him happy. Exactly. So you could say that. Yeah. Oh, I'm really, so, I'm so glad this makes you so happy. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're doing this. I'm glad you're spending time with your friends. I'm glad you found time to do this. Those are all now, things. Could you get out of my way? Cause I've got to cook dinner. <laughs> now <laughs> let me be the joy thief. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I think remembering mm -hmm. even when we don't care, 
because that's real life. Yeah, it is. I mean, we don't care about all this. I mean, you see triangles and circles and he sees pyramids and bubbles. Like mm-hmm. we're not seeing things the same way when we walk through life with somebody. No. It doesn't mean it's it's not good and it's not healthy. It's like, but we have to be realistic about that stuff Yeah, and be proactive about the things that we're going to put in place to make those relationships healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, my husband, um, he's kind of a leading expert in his field. Mm-hmm. And he's always has something to say in this field, in this area. He lives it. He he breathes it. It's a lifestyle brand much, almost um, mm-hmm. that people have said before for him because it's like, yeah. this is this is it. And he just knows everything about it. And I care about it enough to know, because we own this business, I care about it enough to know, you know, what's going on and how it's operating and, you know, how his podcast is doing and Mm -hmm. all these different things. But I'm never going to follow in your footstep. I don't, I don't really need to know the chemistry behind this thing, but he likes to share it, especially when he discovers something. I mean, over these past... uh, Within the last couple of years, he discovered that some algae, a black algae, is not really an algae, but a cyanobacteria. Okay, these are the types of things I listen to. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. He is the first person to discover this. That is a big deal. He worked with research universities Mm -hmm. and all these different things, you know, and I'm like, okay, cyanobacteria, thank you. Got it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you know, you said so much in just that story that was so actively constructive though. Like you could, you could see for those of viewers at home, like you could see your pride, right? Oh yeah. So like you, he did something, he did something big. It, you don't really care that it had to do with what bacteria, I don't know. You don't care about that part. Right. But like, (laughs) but like he accomplished something, but it was a great accomplishment. I'm really proud of him for that, but I don't need to know the whole minutia and the research and the experiments that went into it. Right. Right. But you can share in the joy and (laughs) in the accomplishment and be proud of that. And really, and really what it boils down to the re the reason that this enhances relationships so much is because of the negativity bias, right? And because we hold on to that. And it's not because there's anything negative in that for the person, but it's because we don't share our joy that we don't hold on to our joy the same way that we hold on to the negative. So this is a way that we can help the people in our life savor those joyous moments Mm -hmm. because they're savoring the bad ones, right? They're staying up at night, you know, replaying all the bad stuff. But in this moment, (laughs) they're sharing something that's Mm -hmm. meaningful and happy. And so what we can do as somebody who loves them is help them hold on to that the same way they would hold on to something bad. Just grab it just for a little bit longer, right? Makes them happier, makes them healthier, makes our relationship healthier. Um, And it's not just with, you know, we've given our examples of our husbands, but it's not just our partners and our spouse. Is it's our kids, um, it's our friends, you know, it's it's our siblings, it's those those key relationships in our life. But do you feel like because I am really guilty of this, I tend to give my friends more attention than yeah. in a conversation than anybody else, and it may just be because I spend so much less time with them, sure, than I do with you know family or husband or you know, so that when we're talking, yeah. we're just we're here and we're talking and we're engaging, and you've got me a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm engaged, but yeah, when it's every single day, it's 
Well, there's could also, be a little bit of a difference. There, there is. And I think there's also like a subconscious, like your friends aren't legally required to be there. That's right. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like so we might put a little more effort into keeping them around. Right? We don't like to admit that and we don't do that on purpose and it's not conscious. Right. But we do take people for granted when oh, we absolutely. know like you are stuck with me, bud. Right. Mm-hmm. So like we take that for granted a little bit, you know, yeah. um, and we do, we do kind of let it lax with the people that we know we can't fire you know like they're not going anywhere yeah and that's a way of looking at it Mm -hmm. I looked at it and actually articulated this before in the past it's like you're lucky you get to see the real me (laughs) nobody else does this is me and you get to see it I'm not putting anything on for you because you're so close to me my kids, my husband, yeah. you're so close to me. You just know the real thing. I don't feel like I have to put sure any type of show on or be pleasant when I can't be. Or right, right. You know, and it's and, when I get to drop my guard. Yes, and I love you, and you love me. So much validity in that, and I, and especially there was one really important thing you said when you said when I just can't be right. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about is kind of the ideal, right? This is where we should operate, but it doesn't account for those other layers, right? Yeah. There are some times when you just can't give, and we are fortunate in some relationships where there is a give and take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in, when you talk about the real me, the real you is also proud of him. The real you yeah. is also happy that he's happy and the re- so it's just kind of like what version of the real you are you going to choose intentionally to share in that moment yeah right That's because I, I think some practice yeah because I think the worst thing that we can do is <clears throat> fake it or be unauthentic people know if you're not sincere you know if you're just sort of managing people um they know that um particularly the people that we care about like you said like I'm not <laughs> putting those pretenses on with you I'm just being me right um but uh but I think we can be the the good me Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's more helpful yeah. than anything else. You know, you said that. It makes me think back to many years ago when my husband and I were first to get together. We were first living together, and this is even before the rug happened. But I happened to be a director. That's my person. I'm like, this, that, da, da, da. I'm mm-hmm. used to running and organizing everything. And we're in the kitchen one day. And I'm like, do this, do that. He's like, do I work for you? (laughs) Like, yes, as a matter of fact. In this moment or like in general? Like, like you have to be more specific. (laughs) Yeah. So we, I mean, we do, we tend to just, like you said, let our guard down. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. Um, But when we let our guards down to the point where we are, you know, being passively destructive or actively yeah. destructive or even passively constructive. We're dismissing people or we're just kind of continuously squashing their joy. And yeah. I think that's the key too. If this yeah. is like continuously. So, so um, this is one of the things that I sometimes teach in a live classroom uh, and there's worksheets and stuff that go with it. But one of the things I ask people to do is before we even start talking is have them write down their like five most key relationships in their life. And then after we've talked about all the ways we respond, I have them do a little chart and put each person's name in each box that they wrote down. And then next to the name, what percentage of the time are you responding to that person in this particular way? Mm-hmm. And and then we're looking, then we look at the numbers and we go, wow, like this, like my kid who I'm supposed to, supposed to be the most important, I'm the center of their world and they're supposed to be one of the most important people in my world. And 40% of the time I'm dismissing everything they're bringing to me. That's a realization. Goof bu- goosebumps yeah. here. 
And that's a realization mm-hmm. to go, okay, I, I probably need to do a little bit better. Does it mean a hundred percent of the time I'm going to be, you know, great at it, but no, you know, but we can intentionally do like say, okay, this, you know, I have the time right now. I don't have the other layers going on. Um, I'm aware in this moment. So let me capitalize on that and let me be on purpose, you know, actively constructive in this moment. And then you've made, you know, you've made a deposit into that relationship account. You've made, you know, you've, you've, you've fed it a little bit. And so, uh, and that, and that matters, you know? So if we just look at some of those numbers, you know, and a lot of times we look at like, well, but 20% of the time I'm actively constructive. Well, great. What if that was the four? and the other one was the 20 how better would your relationship be you know and I think that's it's not about getting it right or perfect all the time like maybe you are going to yell about the puppy I get that right but maybe when she starts talking about the new boyfriend she's got that you think is bad news maybe you're gonna on purpose go all right he's yeah that seems great you know and we're gonna talk about that later right so um so I think there's ways we can intentionally sort of decide that we're going to do that. I think the other thing that sort of goes along with responding to, and this goes out of, this isn't just for our like close personal relationships, but it's like how to praise people effectively. When we're telling somebody you did good, you know, what, it, what, what does that look like? Are there any strategies that you use for that? Like on purpose? When I'm telling them that they did good, yeah. we're still talking about personal relationships. Either one, either one. Like, just how do how do we effectively? I don't, I don't know somebody. that I have a strategy um, per se. I'm just really authentic about that when I'm proud yeah. of them, and I say, you know, I'm proud of you. Um, this was, you know, really hard work, or and that's I whatever think you just it did it was. right there. Yeah, you have to you have to name the specific <laughs> strategy, skill, or effort mm-hmm. that it took. To, to, to pull that off. And I think that's yeah. how we create winning streaks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about this all day. We could unpack communication. There's a lot of different things to talk about. We'll probably revisit this at some point. I'm sure we will. But in the meantime, just remember to be authentic with people and share in their joy. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, so if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.